He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going deadly silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere. Before a great keeper now, about to become the Masters champion. <laughs> It looks like I'm a rat. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Welcome to week 79 of a Good Talk Spoiled Golf Podcast. I'm James Richardson and I'm joined, as always, with Barry O'Hanrahan. Hey, Barry. Hi, James. And uh, this week with Will. Hey, Will. Hi, James. How's it going? Not too bad. Hey, Will. Hey, Barry. How are you? Now that you're all introduced, um, if anybody out there wants to get in contact with us, as you have done during the week... You can follow us at Twitter at PodcastGTS or our email is a good talk spoiled at gmail.com at PodcastGTS and a good talk spoiled at gmail.com. Um, I played last Friday in an outing. Um, that was the height of my golf other than a lesson. Did either of you play? Will, you came back after the injury with the, with the ankle. So I played on Friday in an outing as well down in Bunclody. Beautiful. Beautiful golf course, beautiful venue. Mm. It was really, really like there was a question about at once upon a time about what do what does a golf course need to hold a proper um, GUI event? You know, like senior cup, blah 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 blah. They have all these requirements. Well, Bunclody is the place. The practice facilities, the every the hotel or the actual clubhouse itself, the golf course, some of the holes. In the Just golf for for people who who aren't uh, from Ireland, whereabouts in Bun- uh, whereabouts in Bunclody is Bunclody? Whereabouts in Ireland it's is in Wexford. It's, so it's southeast. Okay, of the sunny country. southeast. And yeah. uh, in terms of is it Parkland? Links? Parkland. Parkland. <clears throat> uh, the, yeah, it's very very much Parkland. There is one little thing which is actually quite a um, a novelty. You know, on it the has golf nineteen course. holes. Uh, no, no, it's well. Um, I only played 18 <laughs> but uh, the it, you know you finish the 17th which is a part 3 you're coming down across the, uh, along the Slaney River uh, which is beautiful beautiful scenery and all that kind of stuff and then you walk off the 17th and you have to get a lift all the way back up to level because you come all the way down and there's a lift of about 150 foot that brings you back up to the 18th tee and is this uh, for our American listeners is this like an elevator is this is this it's a lift as in like you get in and an elevator sorry yeah yeah so, you're, so you you're, get in you're getting in with your you're... trolleys and the whole lot and you press the button up and then you're can I drive if I'm driving a buggy can no, I drive my buggy in no no because there's a cart path it's disappointing to you walk I, I the need buggy. It. there's actually bollards that come in just to, so people can't get in with the buggies. <laughs> I need a buggy elevator. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. Oh, no, it, was, it was just a little bit of a novelty, but played down there, and I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, I was, even one of the lads I was playing with turned around, he goes, where has this golfer been hiding? Because I was striking the ball like an absolute dream. I had 40 points on the day, which is only four over, like it's only, it was four over gross, which included a double bogey on um, the first hole, and also a three put on the par three 17th, and a three put on the par five 18th of having been on the green in two so like the score could have been a lot better and if the greens were a little bit dodgy but that's just timing you know the mm. way they wouldn't have the because they're an ntma or an NT, uh, what's the thing NAMA. NAMA. yeah so they don't have the same kind of captain's prize and all this kind of stuff they just do stuff when they want to do it so just again for listeners that's a it's in a, a kind of a liquidator is kind of running it as a going concern it's it, it, yeah, yeah so it's it doesn't necessarily have a huge amount of private funding coming in no. it's 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 whatever they're getting in and green fees and membership yeah. so 
you know, courses around Ireland have, have taken a bit of a hit. Yeah. Because of it and, and Bunclody. Well, they all went them, they all went a bit too far for a while, for a long time with all their spending. And then all of a sudden they realised that the you know the, the the money that was being borrowed was being recalled. But you've been striking it really well. You had that you know you were you were on a huge score the other week, and and then it kind of fell away the last two three holes. But yeah. it's it's there, you know. And oh, you yeah. kind of said to me a couple of weeks ago, you were we were talking about my game, and you were saying trust the process. And, trust and the process. Once the process, you trust it. Sometimes you'll have a bad round. Sometimes you won't. But trust the process and, and the scores will come and, and you seem to be doing that. So Yeah. Uh, Sunday though I went out and there's for those of you out there, there's you may have heard on Sky them recently talking about scratch cups and there was the Mullingar Scratch Cup, which was notable because of the fact that Shane Lowry's brother won it the same day that Lowry won the, the Firestone. Well they have these competitions over Ireland and they're thirty six holes and one of them is the Woodbrook Scratch Cup, which is just down the road from us in Bray. Uh, lovely golf course, Parkland Flat, and I was really, really looking forward to it because I'd been kind of, I've been waiting for it, and I, my golf game was good and the whole lot, and I have lots of good memories of like being a child caddying for my dad while he was playing. Of course, it. it's of course you know well. Of course, I know very well, and I stood up on the first tee on the first round of the thirty six holes. I was, I was really nervous. I have to admit, emotionally nervous, like you know the kind of way going. Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. You know, mm. playing in the Scratch Cup in Woodbrook, and uh, I literally. Uh, put like two balls out of bounds on the left hand side um, first shot I hit though I jarred my ankle again um, it stuck behind me and I didn't I turned but it stuck behind me so I literally kind of jerked my ankle and the it was, I was, it was gone straight away did and you walk then, in and you played no I played played 18 holes out of the 36 and I came in with the what, what, what I would consider a disappointing score, which was 90 shots gross. Mm. Um, a scratch cup, that's no good. Well, a scratch cup, it's not going to do any. And that includes like a 10 on the first hole. You know, the kind of way, so... Jeez. I, kind of then, I suppose together. the thing is, if you've done the ankle, it's it's hard to uh, yeah. it's hard to play on. Uh, just in terms of Bunclody, for just a second, you got 40 points. Do you, do you return the uh, the card for... Did you get a handicap reduction because of it? No it's not an official competition. It wasn't an official competition, plus I... I think we were playing off kind of like society tees or something like that, you know, so we were a little bit forward. So in reality, it's like a 28-point round you shot. Well, it wouldn't have mattered, really. Like, the fact of the matter is that I can honestly say without being, you know, I know you're trying to be funny, but the way I was striking trying. the ball, the way I was striking the ball, it didn't matter where you put me. Like, I was, you know, uh, I was... To shoot four over gross uh, and well, for many tees is a, is a good score. Well, the, uh, As the greens were in any way shape, it would have been four under. As listeners who have listened from the outset, Bobby Donnelly, uh, who who was previously on the on the show, and um, he used to before you know competitions or before the season started, he used to go and play off the reds or the the, the forward mm-hmm. tees just to get into that position that he Is wanted to shoot really low yeah. to to kind of shoot a level par, even if it was off the the, the reds or off the the, the yellows, it didn't matter. It was just to get used to shooting a 72, 73, 74. So when it came to being back in the blues. It's a mindset. The thing. mindset is yeah. actually, do you know what? I can go and do this. And how, yeah. how many times have we done it off the whites during the winter when there's no pressure? Oh, you, you can know, shoot mid seventies without any problem. And then you push back to the blues, yeah. and it goes to. But look, it is, it, and that's a whole. You know, they had the whole tier forward campaign in the states, which is, and they still push that along. You know, get go to the forward tees, have fun with golf because you're playing a shorter course. It is a little easier. Yeah, you'll score a bit better, but you're going to have a lot more enjoyment when you're scoring better. So. 
Well, it's a really good, and, it, and it decreases round times too, which is you know. So there's benefits all over the place for fun rounds of golf, teeing it forward. Yeah, if if anybody uses that uh, trick of kind of go before maybe mm. a big competition if they're out practicing, you know, they might let us know at podcast GTS. Barry, you had a uh, you and I had a, a lesson not together. You had one today. I had one last week mm-hmm. uh, down in Carton House with Mark O'Mahony. I went for a, uh, a swing health check, as I kind of coined. Yeah, so I was to to put a phrase on it. Um, you, you felt you've, you've struggled a little bit over the last while last couple of weeks it's just all gone to pieces and I figured some stuff out in the range last Friday but just not enough and you need somebody else to look at it objectively and uh, well, you need a pro <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yes. pretty important <laughs> yes. yeah. honest to god I could have had a goldfish looking at me and it would have helped because at least it would have been an opinion other than my own which it's hard to figure out and it's hard for you to things. listen to anybody else's opinion I was very. I made a very conscious decision to shut the hell up as much as possible. For me, that's probably back to just normal rate of talking for the average person. But I did um, just let Mark do a lot of the talking today. I just he said, "What do you want to do?" I said, "I just want to get good setup, good fundamentals, and from that you'll get a good swing and you'll get good results from that." And so that's what we worked on uh, for pretty much an hour. Um, so I was really happy with the way I was striking it. Just need to go grind it out lock it in you know put in the reps and get the body used to that proper golf you know proper athletic positions so I was it's just there was an inefficiency in my movement and an inefficiency in the use of like my height and my strength so uh, we put some stuff in play and hopefully go knock it out in the range on Friday night for a little bit and then captain's prize Look, I can't go in with any expectations because I'm a little bit all over the place. Um, but he but just that's said, probably you just the best to, way to do it as well, well. That's the thing. He just said, look, you just, have to, you just have to trust it. you know. And he's right because I was hitting really, really good shots today, like proper ball flight. And obviously I can't trust something that's brand new. But he just said, just do it and just see what happens. And it was working. So I hit a few more of those. Yeah, we just have to relax though. It's, it's just a game. Yeah, he's, he's got, actually just credit to, like huge credit to Mark. Like he's got, he's gotten an awful lot better at teaching in the last couple of years. You know, he's become a little more like, I kind of thought to myself, not like a, sort of similar to a hypnotist almost, the way he's talking to you and just putting in it, kind of, Putting, subliminal putting, messaging not, yeah but not even subliminal but just the way he's delivering it to you it's kind of getting into your head a bit more like and he's going on like these are the three key things to do and it just gets in like it's it's good it's really really good he must must be working on it somehow well yeah I, I, I don't like I think people who have listened know that I've I've been going to him now for over two years and uh, certainly the, the results speak for themselves from 17 to, to 12 or to 13 um, I did a lot of short game work with him actually it was the first time I've ever had a proper short game lesson in my life. Um, we went out to the short game area in, in Carton and we were just hitting wedges, four or five different types of wedges, uh, 56, 60 degree, different ball flights, kind of one bounce, spin, stop, little check and runs, you know, things like that. Stuff that actually I'd never had a lesson before ever in doing. I, if I've ever had a lesson, it's usually kind of the four iron, the five iron, the eight iron, the nine iron. So it was great to actually go and, and, and learn about feel and learn about kind of, you know, how to actually do the likes of spin, getting spin around the greens. And uh, we hit the we hit the putting green afterwards to have a look at the putter. Again, something that I think sometimes it's overlooked when you go for lessons. It's it's easier for pros to, to kind of stick you in the bay and let you hit 60 shots down the, the driving range and kind of go, yeah, that's that's great. Well done. Um, it's a different thing to kind of bring that aspect of it in. But um can I say one thing with regards to pudding that I've, you know, noticed myself over the last while? I've 
This is going to sound really, really stupid for, you know, considering that, you know, I would be a little bit lower and potentially single-figure handicapper, but I only noticed something about my own game there a while ago. And it's so, it's so, it's so stupid when you think about it, but I've only started using the line on the ball as the line for my putt in the last, let's say, month. Well, it's, it's, it's funny you should actually say it because uh, it, was, it was a comment that was made to me last week, which was uh, I would always use the, the Pro V1X line and uh, I like a fairly clean ball with just the, 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 the markings and that's it. But um, Mark actually made the point, get one of the, the, the line markers. You need a much bigger line on the ball than that because that is your, that is your striking and your aiming keeps the club face square through impact and it's a much better thing you know don't worry about what it looks like when you're hitting it on the fairways get that line on it and if it, if you need it all the way around do it all the way around but you oh, know I've started doing that like I've got it half they say half the ball and I do the other side as well mm. but the one thing that I've noticed now in my own putting is the fact that I'm really beginning to get a bit more aggressive with my putting because of the fact that I'm getting more confident in my line that I've picked because I've proven to my own head that I'm getting the lines right. Even mm. even on other courses, not just my own course, but I'm you know, I'm I'm reading the greens well. But then the other side of that is that I'm actually becoming more confident in my putting and therefore the lines aren't as much outside the hole as I'm thinking. Yeah, well like the, you we played uh, Well, because you're hitting it firmer, so you know it's not breaking as exactly. much. But we played a couple of weeks ago, a couple of Sundays ago, uh, which <laughs> you you missed the tee off time and uh, jumped in at the tenth. But Pat Doyle, who plays R four, you know, he was saying to me during the round that, you know, give it a go because you know if you put it two or three foot past, you know, take the break out of it on the way back. Yeah. Plus, you've seen how it breaks going past the hole. You'll have an idea of it coming back. Mm, yeah. But more importantly, you know, if you're gonna miss, you miss know, long. you know, miss it by 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 a foot or two foot beyond the hole. You know, don't give it a go. Six foot short. Yeah, like that's and it, and then you don't know whether it's you know turning left or turning right. But if you're within that two to three foot radius beyond the hole, you know, it doesn't matter because ultimately you're just going to take the break out and hit it into the middle of the hole and move on. So you're two putting. Now, I'm not suggesting being so aggressive that you hit it six or seven foot past. You have to be smart. But try but, get it past the hole. It's, but that's, it's that's a right. Try to get it in the hole. Well, try get it in. Yeah, sorry. The, <laughs> the pace of the putt though past the hole. I actually, I used to line up my ball and I stopped doing it. So I just have the logo facing up and it kind of relaxed my stroke a bit and stopped me. There was there were times when I li- I'd line up the ball, you know, you're down in your hunkers, you line it up and you stand up over it and you're going, that doesn't feel like it's perfectly lined up. So if I, and then I'd kind of go anyway or I'd start, it would, re- ha- would make me have to restart my routine. So um, it was just kind of getting all a bit messy. So I said, right, I'm just actually just going to put the ball instead of worrying about all the fine things. It's not a real feel kind of butter, you know, the just the way I am not real a real technician so I said just put the ball down hit the ball and see how it goes and I feel like I'm putting quite well these days so I'm well, not going to change anything yeah I, I look it's it's horses for horses I, 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 tr- I trust once it's down I trust the line you might have you know a couple of issues about the trust of, of you've got the right line and just hit it yeah, yeah I think it depends you know we look at we look at, and we're going to talk about Jordan Speed in a minute. But you look at the way he puts. You know, it's un it's unorthodox not to be looking at the ball. You're looking at the hole when he puts. There is a million different ways of putting. You know, you've got cack handed. You've got the, you've got so many. It's whatever gets it in the hole. If if you, 
And well, you can, be, and you can be fairly certain we probably don't have the answer. <laughs> well, no, like it was funny because I actually remember watching a little kind of program. Um, Tom Watson was doing it, and he was going through his guide of how you know how he puts or different styles of putting. And actually, the one that he, the Jordan Spieth one, the six, the six foot and in, yeah, was it's the, because people are more likely to look up early at where the ball is going once they get closer to the hole. So his reasoning was. Get yourself set, get your line ready, get your putter behind the ball, and then look at the hole. So at least you're keeping your head down. It's your head and still and it's not still. moving. Yeah, you're yeah, finishing yeah. the stroke, you know, that kind of way. So yeah, rather than moving up and then your whole body follows your head when it moves. So maybe Jordan just had that problem. Yeah, I, look, I think We're the, one, the one thing we can definitely agree on, and I think it's, it's what, throughout the, all of that, is you need to have your routine. And stick you know, to and it. you stick to it over every shot. You know, the same routine on your on the on the tee shot, same on the fairways. Whatever you do, you repeat it because that gets you. Same with the putter. If you're happy with the the ball marking, that's your routine. But whatever you do, do it, but stick to it. Yeah. It's when you start chopping and changing is is the issue. But look, let, let's. Uh, I think that's probably enough about our games and our. Uh, $30 worth of, uh, of of poor advice for our listeners. Do not send checks into us, we won't pay. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But look, if, if anybody has any good articles about, about putting or uh, about anything they've seen over the last couple of days uh, at Podcast GTS, uh, give us a tweet and we'll have a look at them. Um, there was a good bit of uh, Twitter feedback and a bit of banter going on over the weekend, Barry. Yeah, uh, actually, I love this. John, John Caulfield, you know, you're, you know what? Got you back to the PJ Championship, George. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. James isn't going to say it, but James, we 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 kind of. I'm going to say, is this the same George that you backed the uh, for the uh, Wyndham? Yes. This, what's his surname? Come on, James. Yeah, I, He's I, not even going to bite your stomach. Could see. It's whatever you want it to be. Or could say it, or could see it. it depends. Do you know what? what if he, if he from... a feckin' won last week, I would. I'd be calling him. He Jesus did right very now. well. He came seventh, um, tied seventh. So, anyway, John sent in a funny little meme: uh, Cortez the killer, uh, which we thought. So we're going to call him George Cortez for a while. Same way we call Brooks Kepka Brooks Cupcake. Yeah. Because it's just fun. Um, and there's a there's a bet from Mark Sheehan on the amount of mentions you're going to make of your favorite golfer, Will. So. Let's see how many. I'm going to start counting from now on. Oh, really? Let's talk about the PGA Championship. I also, uh, really? I just, yeah. I decided. Uh, and the fact that you told me now means I'm not going to mention his name once. <laughs> well, that's how did you know that's not the number? Um, right. Well, look, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll find <laughs> out. Smirking. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I I actually I got into this uh, over the weekend, and uh, I was sitting there on Saturday night. Uh, the wife was out, and thankfully she doesn't listen to this podcast anymore, so I can say what the I want. The wife was out, <laughs> uh, but she was out. She was out at a hen for the whole day. So and smoke cigars place. and drink so, whiskey. Yeah, like so I, I I cracked open a bottle of whiskey and had a cigar watching the uh, Saturday golf. Uh, nice. Pretty much for the whole of the day, I didn't I did nice. not move out of the seat from. I'd say it was about four o'clock right through to the finish. And then she stumbled home at about 1 a.m. and she kind of ruined the last few hours, last hour of it. <laughs> at which point I kind of wished she had stayed out a bit longer. But anyway, um, before we get on to the, the PGA, uh, let's have a quick look at the LPGA. Um, the, the Portland Classic was on. Uh, it was a 6,476-yard par 72 out in the Columbia Edgewater Golf Club in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Austin... Ernst was defending, but uh, if 
Barry's notes because I didn't see I, any I'll, of this I'll, I'll is correct. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> she this, did not win. This is the young Brooke Henderson who, who isn't 18 yet and there's been calls to give her an LPJ tour card because she's just been freaking awesome this year. Anyway, so she kind of took the bull by the horns and made them make a decision about it. She smashed the field by eight shots, won the event. Um, she won't be 18 until... 10th of September. There we go. My notes are good. 10th of September. But the LPGA Tour have made a, a stratospheric leap and jumped the gun by like four, three or four weeks and said that she can have a tour card now. So, so she, does the LPGA have a rule that says she has to be, she 18, has to be 18 before she can be a pro? Is that a... Is that a is it that must on, be new now. Because on, the, on the other tours? Is that similar to the PGA or... Maybe if somebody knows that, they might tweet us in at Podcast GTS. Or James just managed to throw a googly down at Will. No, no, I just, no I've never heard of it. I just yeah. assumed if you were young enough, you were good enough. Uh, but I think particularly in the women's game, there are so many young phenoms. And maybe they're just trying to what about almost protect them. From... Doesn't he have a tour card and he's only know. 17 or 16? I'll, I'll get yeah, googly. I don't, I don't know. Like, anyway, look. Yeah. It, I think he's you know. an Italian guy. He plays in the European tour. Anyway, she's but, she's she's... She can now earn official LPGA Tour money. So she can be an LPGA Tour member. So she can be a pro, but she can't be an LPGA Tour member until 18. They've waived it. So she can now, anything she earns now will go towards her LPGA Tour earnings and points. Um, I think it's a race. Does she get to backdate? No, she does not get to backdate, unfortunately. So she starts from zero. She's a few events to play now and then try to get into kind of the the overwinter invitationals and you know, the top players. There so was a, see how yeah. she goes. Listen, she smashed them by eight shots. There's no reason why she can't just keep going this well, week. But that's it. There was, there's a good story about um, uh, Andre Agassi when he was an amateur and he won a couple of pro events and he used to go in and they'd only give him his expenses and he used to go in and his expenses happened to be pretty much exactly what the winner of the tournament would have gotten <laughs> with a lot of <laughs> fake invoices. So maybe she uh, she might be able to come up with a few uh, invoices one to get thing, all the money w- that she One thing whilst, whilst we're on the LPGA, um, I thought there was a, a lovely little um, bit on the, the internet today about the 11-year-old girl. Did you, you didn't hear you're about that? You're going to have to fill in the listeners here on this oh, Okay, one. so on the web today there was a a kind of a little video of these two young girls in America and the father who um, brought them out. They're, they're both golfing girls now, first and foremost. This mm-hmm. wasn't a look, you know, like it wasn't the first time they actually picked up a club. Yeah. But they're both golfers and they brought them out to a par three or a pitch and put. It was a par three uh, golf course. And the, the, the thing was, that they were allowed, they obviously had been going on about getting a puppy. You know, oh, we want a puppy. We want a puppy. And the dad went, okay, we're bringing you out to the part three golf course. If either one of you make a hole in one, I'll get you a puppy. Right? <laughs> they can see Probably where this is going. the safest bet Onto in the, the world. Onto the cutting room floor in the editing suite. 25,000 to one. What's, what are the odds? I think it's 12,500 for an amateur. 12,500 to one. Divided by two. So 12,550 yeah, to one that he's... Yeah, he's got to buy them a puppy. Yeah, yeah. So literally on the like the sixth hole or something like that, you want to look 110 yards. Oh, this wasn't driver. just one individual hole; it was the whole round. It's still ridiculous odds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, anyway, yeah. she she stood up and put the ball in the hole. Uh-huh. And, like her response was like, "Oh my god, I get a puppy!" <laughs> <laughs> she didn't care about the hole. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's particularly it's, just just like the guys when they are looking back at the BMW behind yeah, them. Going, yeah, I just got a BMW. Oh, man, <laughs> that was that was yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway that was just a small little it was funny it was on the web and it was very cute to see her reaction 
you know, more interested about the puppy than the actual uh, hole in one. Anyway, sorry. Right, well... Uh, Paratore is 18. He'll be 19 in, on the 14th of December. Right, well, can we, anyway. can we move on? Yes, Because I think, I think we've now wasted an awful lot of time uh, leading into the PGA Championship and our review of it. The last major, and uh, I, I, I... Firstly, can I just say... This is major. This is a major, and I really just annoy, get annoyed that they have now got rid of, you know... Uh, Glory's last chance as the uh, the tagline. I love that this is major tagline. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think. But I didn't like on the app. They're now upping the whole, um, you know, FedEx Cup as this is you know Glory's last chance. It's not the major is the last chance. You know, the FedEx Cup is a separate tournament. It's a cash grab. It is. Look, and and uh, anyway, it it just kept annoying me over the uh, the week. What wasn't annoying was whistling straights. Uh, I doffed my cap to you. It was just, I just thought it was superb. Seven thousand five hundred and fourteen yards, par seventy two. There's just not a bad vista in the place. Um, it's such a changeable course as well. All the tee boxes they have. There's so many choices. Kind of like Chambers Bay in that they've got just innumerable amounts of options on how to change the hole, the way the hole plays, depending on the wind, whether the wind's onshore or offshore off the lake. So it was it was interesting to see it like that, and I think this has just done so much better than changes. Yeah, and, and they were able to. I think uh, one of the days they were hitting a wedge into one of the par threes. The next day they were hitting it, you know, much further. Yeah. And um, to me, I want to talk about the course first because I think mm-hmm. that deserves a few minutes. And um, is it the best course that a major was played on this year? And is it one of the top top excellences of uh, of of courses that majors are being played on and uh, would you love to see a major played on it practically every year either of you can uh, take any yeah, of those uh... any of the 16 questions in that one question I, I really like the course I think it's I think it's fantastic and I, watching it I thought I would have remembered more about it from 2010 than I did but I really only did remember the, the last hole itself and the, the drama of you know Dustin Johnson and the playoff and whatnot, I I re- did really enjoy watching it. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed. I think majors should be a little bit more difficult to win than twenty under par. And the way the amount of guys who were under par for the tournament, there were so many people. There were sixteen players double digits under par and better. Um, now look, the rain softened the course up, and when the course is soft, these guys are just going to light it up. There's going to be birdies and eagles everywhere. Um, I prefer to see it play a little tougher. But that's just my opinion. Other than that, I think it's a fantastic course and testament to what it, how good it is. They've had three PGA Championships there. I haven't. I don't know if they're going to be going back soon. I think they probably will. And they've got the Ryder Cup there in twenty twenty, which I think will be great. I think the Ryder Cup in twenty twenty will be uh, an immense experience on a course yeah. like that. Fifty thousand uh, spectators in and great vistas from from a high. The risk reward um, holes there as well. The ability to create risk reward holes with the tee boxes just be fantastic for match play. Over the course of the weekend, when I, when I was watching it, there was times that I became an armchair ref though because there was a couple of occasions where I could have sworn they were grounding clubs in what looked like bunkers. Um, <laughs> There was one particular moment where, and I can't remember who it was, and to all intents and purposes, it was a similar lie to what occurred five years ago, and there was definite grounding behind the ball, and I, I don't know how, I think the rules officials that were sent around must have been on their guard for a lot of being asked, but mm. to me it looked now... 
and um, that was the only thing I would say that there is that element the of gray the area of the waste you know, versus bunker. You know, but there's some incredible places that you just can't miss. Well, same type of question to you though. In terms of the majors that were on this year, does it rank as the best <coughs> course that was played this year? And to a certain extent, we might take out the the Augusta Masters because. You know, I think that's we all, the same one every year. Yeah, and I think we all Bar the changes that, uh, yeah. that it's just it's a phenomenal course in itself. But in terms of just the course itself, would you rank it as the best course that they, they played in the majors this year? I'm I'm still sticking with my uh, Chambers Bay. Um, I thought Chambers Bay was a great test of golf. I thought it was the first time that the golfers played on it properly in a major event. Uh, Whistling Straits, you had people who were who had played a lot of them had played five years ago a mm. lot of the players um so they 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 knew it like also it's a case that it is realistically and I'm, this is being very flippant but it is realistically just a parkland golf course with a lot of bunkers on either side and that's yeah. that's how it's actually described he went for like you know uh, uh, a link an irish die 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 so Pete Dye has an Ireland flag flying above the golf course at all mm. times because he loves everything Irish, which is which is fine. But he his initial including design, our podcast exactly. He's a, a, a high, an avid he's, listener. He downloads it three times a week. Different yeah, devices, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like the fact of it is that it's designed supposedly as the Amer- the Irish American links, but yeah. it's realistically it's a Parkland golf course with five a thousand bunkers all over the place. Now saying that. There were times when I watched some of the shots that people had to hit during when the weather was bad and whatnot that they were being left in ridiculous spots in these bunkers that were just so pointless and futile to a golf course that all it added to was the vista more so than the actual ability to, to, to you know, to create golf shots or anything like that. I, I, I think the one thing I would say is I agree with you to a certain extent. Thank you. I'm not sure I go so far to say it's, it's simply a parkland. The storm that came in on... Friday night into Saturday. That's a regular you know, Saturday competition if, weather for us. You know, if that if that wind had been up, I, I think, and it kind of links into what you're saying about how low the scoring was. Yeah. I, I personally think that they could have been more adventurous with the pin placements to try and drag people back away from the minus 18s, minus 19s, 20s. I think they actually decided... Let's go for it. They wanted low. They wanted a big shootout. They wanted to play into the... Well, I also kind they of kind just, of had to embrace the conditions, really. They did, and, and I think that I also, to a certain extent, and uh, we'll come on to the fact that it didn't work out, I also think that the PGA had set it up to have four US winners of majors this year. I think they were setting it up for low numbers, low scores, to help a to US help player. A US player. Uh, now that's, that's the cynical theory, side. Yeah. No, and, 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 I like it. You know, yeah. But I, 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 there was a lot of talk during the week leading up to it, this was one of the very few occasions for a long time that the first three major winners were American. They could take all four. You know, no European, no foreign uh, player would have won. I think they set it up to go low, and I think that they wanted to. And I'd be interested, and we might have a chance next week because we haven't seen them now, what the viewer figures were. And I think they wanted low low numbers and I think they were trying to play into the hands yeah. of the Jordan Spieth. Well, they ha- I mean, the thing is like they have to embrace what what mother nature is throwing at them and she had there was a little bit of rain there beforehand you could see early I think on the Thursday there was a little bit of firmness in the fairways and the greens there was a bit of a bounce when the ball was landing 
that was kind of cool. But then the once the storm came in and saturated the course, it was net. They were always gonna just blitz it. You know, it was they're just throwing darts at the board then, and those guys are really good at doing that. You know, and they, the best the best guy this week was Jason Day at that. And uh, look, minus twenty, he won by three shots in the end over Jordan Spieth, who we will talk. I have no doubt at length about in a minute. But let's just lacks uh, lyrical about um, Jason Day minus twenty. He had a 68, 67, 66, 67 for a 168, uh, five under finish, five under par for the finishing round. He said during the, the competition that every time he pulled out his putter, you know, he was just going to make putts. And, and pretty much that's what he did all week. Um, he made some, yeah, he did. Like every <laughs> time the guys got close, he would just hole a 20 footer. Yeah. You know, it just seemed that whatever they did, he just let them come close and then he just drifted off again into the distance. And I have to say, I'm delighted for him. I think we have been fans of his on this podcast and we've talked about him over a number of preview shows. Yeah, a few weeks ago, I think we were, I said, I, did, I didn't used to like him so much, but he seems to have kind of matured in his personality and his interactions and his talking, his interviews and stuff. And over the last year, I've actually warmed him an awful lot more, and I've been pulling for him to win one of these. Uh, more <laughs> pulling for him more when I have money on him, of course, you know. But uh, I think it was great to see him win. And uh, it was like he willed this tournament into his hands. Like you could just the determination. You could see like he did take a lot of time over a lot of shots this week. There was a good bit of talk about that. They they put him on the clock. They didn't give him a penalty. They're never going to give him a penalty. But you could see the way he was just closing his eyes. He was visualizing. He was focusing. He, but he went through the same routine every time. Like like Similar you said, we were saying the earlier. routine, the routine, the routine. And his one worked this week. Well, he, look, was, he only he had to sens- hit two hundred and sixty-eight <laughs> shots, and yeah. you know, it was a sensational performance. In terms of, was there any one aspect, Will, that that you just thought that's, you know, from a guy who had vertigo last in the la- in Chambers Bay, top tens, you know, top. Uh, runners up in previous to see him get over the line in this major and, and once he got ahead he, he pretty much just dominated you know pretty much I think from Friday pretty much on he, uh, he he didn't let go were you happy to see him win was he kind of one of these guys that you kind of shrug your shoulders and think ah you know if he wins great if he doesn't you know he's not like maybe Sergio where we all want to see him win a major was Jason Day that kind of player for you that 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 you were kind of willing him over the line or was it a case of yeah well played for the four days but couldn't be bothered no I was happy uh, I was happy to see him win I, I think he's as Barry had said there I think he's a very he seems uh, I've never met the guy I don't know anything really about him I don't even know this rags to riches story that he has that supposedly is out there that he was born into poverty I don't I don't know what his life was like an alcoholic delinquent I believe at 12 or yeah. something uh, yeah. when, when they kind of got him into golf and the caddy then the link with the caddy is amazing because the caddy has kind of been his I don't know stand in father since he was that age and kind of took him under his wing and guided him along so it's a really special relationship they have yeah. you know it's almost akin to a father son relationship as much as a player caddy relationship that that was the, the massive outpouring of emotion on the greens there's, a, there's been a lot, obviously, you know, there's huge media about Day this week and there's loads of stories coming out about him, about how, how generous he is and what a, what a great guy he is. There was one I read today I thought was really cool. He, um, one of the golf, jer- regular golf journalists on tour, he uh, 
Jason Day noticed noticed over a few weeks that on Mondays this guy wore a red shirt, on Tuesday he wore a blue shirt, on Wednesday, and it was the same week after week. And he came up to him after a few weeks and he's like, um, how many shirts do you own? And he's like, I own seven. I wear one, one each day of the week. And Jason's like, oh my God. So he went off and uh, he said, meet me here tomorrow. So your man met him there, I think it was something along those lines. Met him the next day, Jason Day brought him 40 shirts. Uh, that he couldn't use anymore because of sponsor change or whatever. But anyway, he thought that, you know, that was a really thoughtful thing to do. Game German and you know, those stories they don't make it out. Your yeah, man put them on enormous. eBay twenty minutes later. There wasn't a fo- I don't think there was a follow up story, no, but it's just a, it's, it's a nice little touch, like you know, and it's I, a thoughtful I, I, touch. You, know, you could throw money, you could just go, Oh, here's a few hundred dollars or something, but it was actually the way he went about the thought and he goes here's some of my shirts you know well on the other side of that you could turn around and say that he's a scab and didn't want to give his money so went home to find something that he could give away because he wasn't able to use it himself well we're 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 gonna go with we're gonna go with you are just uh, black inside aren't you (laughs) no I'm just saying that like you know (laughs) there's two sides to every story let's bring it back for a moment he's a generous soul go back to what you asked me the question let's get back to the actual guy he's a good guy I loved okay there's a couple of things I love seeing Jordan Spieth being beaten. <laughs> so I, anyone in that position, I would have been cheering them on, right? Um, I I think he's a. I, but I think it's great for the golf game itself that there's more people coming into the mix, and like Jason Day had to beat everyone. You know, it wasn't you just do a have, you do have to beat everybody to win the tournament. No, but you know, we had to beat everyone. Like you know, we had to every, beat the every good performing player. Yes. Yeah, they're all performing. They're all well. the same guys that have been there. You know, the mm. Justin Roses. The guy from Northern Ireland, um, <laughs> the, Jordan Spieth. You know he had to beat them all. And I think I think probably this this had so many guys coming in and form that it was probably as wide a field as possible. Just in relation to Jason Day though, um, and you talk about him having to beat the whole field and you had to 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 win it that way. Was the biggest person he had to beat exactly. was himself though yeah. because. You know, you could see over the course of the, the, the competition, you know, clearly somebody was saying, you got to be positive. If you get there, you got to believe the door will stay open and you walk on through. The question I, and, and I suppose I'll throw this to Barry, is this the kind, is this the start of Jason Day now going on to win two, three, four, five, six majors? Or is this going to get the monkey off his back, relaxes a bit, and actually we don't, we see him compete Top fives, top tens, but actually, you know, the, in, the, in a regular the, tournament. Yeah, well, no. I in terms of majors, how many majors can this guy win? You know, is is this is this? I think he can win four or five. I think he's really, really good. He's 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 a sensational talent. The distance he can hit the ball, he was changing that golf course into a bit of a joke at times. You know, hitting three hundred seventy-five, three hundred eighty-yard drives, turning par fives into you know driver mid short iron. You know, it was well. I think it's coupled with accuracy. Oh, you know, yeah, his accuracy yeah. was, was oh, phenomenal anybody. over the course of yeah, the week. Yeah. I, I think he was hitting 70, 72% of uh, the green, very you know, fairways. Wide fairways you know. change. There's a very, they're very wide fairways they, there. They are, but hold on. T- tell that to Phil Mickelson, who didn't see one for, I think, the first 36 holes. <laughs> yeah, so, that's you true. Know, they, they are wide. You know, if that was the case, you know, and you just take a, 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 you know, a player like Bubba Watson, who obviously is, is as big a driver as anybody out there, you know, if that's the case, then Bubba Watson should win every championship that that's going. He didn't this week, mm. so it's not just 
I think it's I think it's unfair just, just to say that it's it was not, just distance. I think, no, it's I think not, his accuracy was phenomenal. But when as he well. couples that distance that he hits it off the tee with a, with a half decent week with his wedges or mid irons and his putter, he's going to be contending if not winning the tournament. You know, it's just, it's just it's a, the what's the stats guy Mark Brody. The closer you are to the hole, the more likely you are to score lower. It's just a simple fact of the game. And if, if he can just pair that really long driving on a reasonably accurate week off the tee, he's going to contend a lot. He has this ability to get his, get himself into the ma- into the position in the majors. and he, We've seen it. That's why he's had those runners-up finishes and been so close and had one stolen off by Charles, Schwar- Charles Schwartzel in the Masters who finished four birdies in a row, you know. I think I think he's got four or five majors in him. I think anybody who who goes and shoots it all in the sixties deserves to win the, the the championship. But you you talked about Jordan Spieth a minute ago and how much you enjoy seeing him not win. Um, are you so are you tired of him winning already after only an eight months nine months streak of good form? Ten months, sorry. Uh, like it's not that I'm tired of him winning. I think he's a phenomenal talent and like he's great for the game. He's got such a nice personality. It seems, again, this is all it seems, like what he comes across on TV seems to be a very likeable character, all this kind of stuff. But um, as your man, the number one player in the world, you know, said... Coming Jordan Spieth. Sorry, Jordan Spieth. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well oh, what a well dick The number two player in oh, the world. Oh, okay, Roy McIlroy, yes. Uh, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when it was a, when it was a scenario that You're just seventy five mentions short, he uh, he turned around and he made a comment to say that um, he said you know last year it was the my era he said you know all of a sudden three months later he said it's now the speed era he said from what I always knew he said eras lasted for twenty five years now it seems to be the eras just change on the on the on twenty five weeks twenty five weeks <laughs> yeah. you know, the fact of the matter is that I just. I, you know, obviously I do have a love for one particular player, but the the thing about it is, it's like this is the American dream. You well, know, the kind of, the, oh, the American dream, Jordan Spieth. And it's now America back to taking over the world again. I, th- I think, I think I you're right and you're probably alienated <laughs> 25% of our listenership. But oh, I'm so I, sorry, I American to, listeners. I have it's to not say against you, it's just against the, the attitude. Well, I, I, I think you're right. I think that there there is a new, you know, need an American TV to, to have, to have another player. Yeah. They don't like not dominating the world of sport generally, but certainly since Tiger has fallen away, you know, they, they have kind of looked and kind of went, oh, you know, Rory's a nice guy, but really we'd like one of our own there. I think the funniest thing is they love competition. They love rivalry, right? But they want their guy to win. God, like, they can't, like nobody wants their guy to lose. I mean, but they're so intent on just creating these rivalries, you know, McElroy, Spieth. But, you know, they... they well, I, I you think, ask them... Ten, well, I think they seven, wanted one of their guys to be part of the rivalry. They, no, but eight days a week they want Spieth to win. They don't want McElroy. Do they want McElroy to win ever? Do, do no. these guys in the States? I, I don't know. Not sure. I think, I think, uh, these are all the TV guys because they're the ones that are feeding well, David these David Ferrity opinions. obviously does and he's American. Well, I, I think... Uh, <laughs> I, I think the, he is now. I think the thing about it is that, you know, they have been looking for a long time, and I, I don't know how many times yeah. this week. I, He's the new hope. I could, I, if I had taken a shot every time that they, they spoke about it, I would have been gone after like five or six minutes because every time they talked about Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, 
uh, Rory McIlroy, the torch has been handed to these guys. This yeah. is the new generation we have. Justin Rose in there. We have Dustin Johnson. We have a rivalry now that's never going to have been matched in the game. I think I heard the comment that, you know, 12 months ago, two years ago, we were talking about Rory McIlroy will dominate this game mm. on his own for so long that it just simply, what's the point? Now we have a genuine contenders, Jason Day, Jordan Spieth. For a guy, and we'll talk at the end of this whole season about Jason, uh, Jordan Spieth, but to go win, win, fourth, so technically second, if, yeah, you, if you yeah, take yeah. it that he was a shot behind the playoff, but and then to go second in, in the four majors Basically is just a phenomenal... four uh, shots away from a, a, a season Grand Slam. It's ridiculous performance. His what was it, Bobby sent this on, which was cool. He spotted this. But what you're looking for that? Oh, I have it here from Duncan Ferguson. If you read my agendas, you'll see these. Uh, nobody outside the top thirty in the world at the time has won a major in the last three years. The other one that Bobby sent was Jordan Speed was sixty five point one strokes better than the field on average for the four strokes this year. So the the average so the he against for the four majors combined. So that's whatever. 16.25 shots or something well, like that he broke, per he, major better than the field average. Well, a lot of a lot of this, this, a lot of records phenomenal. are dropping away. I think uh, I saw one this week that Jordan Spieth had the lowest averages, well, minus 54 or 55 or oh, something. Yeah. Uh, uh, combined combined of all the majors, he beat Tiger Woods' uh, previous record. I hope, the one thing I would hope is that they just let this guy, he's, he's what, 21, 22. They just let him play golf and they don't build him to such a, a euphoric level that he just comes crashing down because they do have a tendency to build him up so high that they just can't, can't live can, to it. I, I think he can handle it. I think he can. I, think he, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's the issue here. He's not going to turn I, into one of those guys. I think, I think all he does wants to do is play golf. Yeah, I, I just, I, you know, they, they start asking him questions like, you know, can you beat Jack's record? You know, things like that. Just let him go and win Mangers. But that's inevitably going to happen. Yeah, but let him, let him do that when he gets McElroy. to 13 or 14. Mm. You know, well, McElroy you know, was asked about after winning, you know, two. One or two, yeah. He's only won four. You know, but I, I think five, the really no, exciting four, thing we've it? seen this year is not just one or two guys oh, come out. It's... it's did, oh yeah, that's one. Mark Sheehan, Will is seventy four mentions away from your oh, guess. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay, yeah. Right. Um, it's not just the fact there's one or two guys. I mean, even though Jordan won two of the majors and then Zach Johnson, and there's so many players who are in form. Like we said with Steve last week, six of the world's top seven were in phenomenal form going into this, and then you've guys like Brooks Koepka, uh George Kutsaya, Cortez the killer. You know. Lots of guys in really great form. They can all jump up and win these tournaments. It's not just going to be this dominance that we saw with Tiger. I think that, that era of golf where one guy dominates the game, I don't think we'll, well see that again. Well, even if you're talking about Mark Kutsi or Kutsi or whatever, the, the fact of the matter is on the last day he just came from nowhere. He was never in with the chance of winning the competition. No, but he shot, he shot a 67 in the final day and jumps into a top 10 in the major. What I mean is, yeah, it's top 10 or whatever, but like he had the, you know, we're talking about these guys who are at a different level. The likes of Justin Rose, the likes of Roy McIlroy, the likes of Jordan Spieth. Brandon Grace is here. Me, sorry, not even Roy McIlroy in this particular competition because he wasn't there, thereabouts. That's actually the third time <laughs> I've given up now. But like yeah, you're talking yeah. about um, Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, um, the, the top five, uh, Justin Rose. These guys are there all the time now. 
Mm, they are the, ba- the standard bearers. They are the level of consistency that has to be applied for majors. And they're the guys that are appearing on all of the majors. Well, there was other guys that, you know, like Matt Kuchar seems to always be there thereabouts. Um, Steve, you know. Steve Bamford dodged a bullet on him. When I mentioned Matty last week, he said, nope, all the stats are down this year. And there you go. Matty nearly sneaks in for a place. Yeah, uh, tied seven. But look, let's have a look at a couple yeah. of other players for a moment. Um, Brandon Grace, um, you know, third on his own, minus 15, five behind. But leaving that aside, you know, 71, 69, 64, 69. Great shooting, you know. That and double bogey killed him on the 10th, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I had... I actually, I backed Grace for the tournament and he paid me a handsome return for his place. I was a little bit excited, obviously, when he got really close and then that double bogey, that was it. There were, his chances of the win were gone and it looked at one stage like he might actually fall away out of the places, but credit to him, he held on, so thank you Himself very much. Himself and Martin Keimer on the Saturday just took the course apart. Yeah, what a tag team. Yeah. Uh, 65 for Martin Keimer on yeah. Saturday, yeah, who finished four, tied four. 12th at the end. Yeah. Uh, with a fairly disappointing 73 on the last day. Uh, I think he was the only person in the top whatevers that to actually was uh, one over at the end uh, to be over par. And a few other people, I suppose, look, uh, you know, Phil just didn't seem to find a, a fairway in, in 36 holes yet, still seemed to be there. Ends up uh, tied 18th. Um, you know, Rory with one one foot, Seventeenth on his own, minus nine. Okay, he was he was he was on the dance floor a long time away from the DJ That's set. A but phenomenal like, return know, week. He <laughs> hasn't he hasn't played since mid June since uh, the US Open, and uh, you know it was it just a little bit of ring rustiness. Just four rounds under par. He couldn't ask for a better return. Obviously, he could ask for a win, but as as success goes on, your first tournament back after a pretty serious injury to his ankle, everything looked great. You know, just a little bit of sharpness. And we all know it doesn't take him long to get sharp. He could go out and win his next start, you know. So I think he'll have that down as a massive big green check mark success. Well, I, will, I will say about the Saturday for McElroy, it was, um, I, I was getting very excited for a while because... The early shooting. Well, I mean, like he was, he was literally, I'd say he was in a zone where he went, I'm going to shoot the lights out today. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he went out and on the first hole, he I left did. the ball on the hole. I mean, like how it didn't fall in is beyond me, right? So that would have gone to one under. Birdie the second, uh, part of the third left the ball in the hole again, right? Part of the fourth, eagle the fifth. All of a sudden, he's four under, having be left two balls in the hole. Could have been six under for five holes, or seven under, whatever it was, you know. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it was like the, the wind got knocked out of his sails. He had an easy hundred yard shot into the sixth and uh, bogeyed it from nowhere. That happens to him a little bit, doesn't it? He'll. That, that one thing, he can't seem to bounce back from the... Say he's got serious momentum going. He'll have that one little thing and just seems to like burst his balloon. It's like yeah. a little pin that bursts the balloon. Well, after he started like that, you know, for the first six, five holes, I was actually literally sitting there going, this is 59 watch. This is literally... I don't like saying the 59 watch, yeah. but that came into my head. After he had those couple of bogeys to kind of finish out the front line, the sixth and the eighth, it, like he swapped kind of... Four birdies and, four birdies and two birdies bogeys. and two bogeys in the back nine, which is fine, you know, it's... A, a good round of golf the thing was he, he started like his first two rounds 71-71 can't start that slow and hope to compete and that's that's what's killed him this year he hasn't started the tournaments fast enough his issue here like you can't expect to start fast coming off an injury and 
I think overall he'd have to be happy with this week. Of course. So he's got the FedEx Cup coming up, and hopefully himself and Speed will just be knocking lumps out of each other. Yeah, yeah it's going to be great. Look, just bef- before because we're going to start wrapping up. Yeah, um, of course. Um, over the course of the 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 four days, was there any other player that you you know you were watching going? You Helicopter know, John Daly. Well. Hold on, just one second though, like John Daly. But was there any player particularly that you looked at and went, do you know what, there, there's a kid in the making, there's somebody that, you know, it's only a matter of time for them. Well, personally, it was Danny Lee. And I had been singing his praises, you know, all last week. And then all of a sudden, he shot out on the first day uh, to five under. He was one shot behind DJ. with On the last hole, he bogeyed the 18 yeah. to go back to four under. Now, he never, he never featured from there. Um, but that kid, as far as I'm concerned, and he is only a kid, um, is going to be the next. And this is going to sound really weird, but if you look at him, I think he is, he is the image of McElroy. Haven't done. Oh, we'll have to. We'll have to have a look at that. We'll we'll side by side. Very same same yeah. question to you. Was there anybody that we haven't discussed that uh, you know that somebody like David Lingmurth? You know, was there anybody I who actually? Just like uh, to say Lingmurth. He's been very impressive very recently. Impressive. Uh, for somebody, God, he's tiny. Uh, the power he hits the ball with is phenomenal. No, there's there's hope for us all. There's hope for yeah. Well, <laughs> yourself included. Uh, um, Saturday but, really killed him at seventy five on yeah, Saturday. You can't, really, you can't shoot really knocked right. him like, off. Not in the PGA Championship, you can't shoot that. Maybe in an Open Championship on a tough course. Um, Brooks Kepka, very impressive again. Um, love watching him play golf. He hits the ball serious ball flight. It's really really impressive. It's only a matter of time before he picks up. Um, a couple more wins whether they be majors or not they po- possibly quite well could be because he seems to be able to get himself in, in a position so uh, who it's, it's, else it's, it's, it's unfortunate we don't have time to talk about Henrik Stenson um, oh did hand. he play he did um, yeah, but one thing I'll say is that the one thing I <laughs> Stenson's second round I got really excited uh, about that because he was getting himself back into he was 800 I'd say, I'd say you're 76 on the first day did not make you happy though that, that, that I was writing uh, angry letters you know, um, dear Justin Rose I just want to say one little comment about Justin Rose is mm. that he actually finished cumulatively for the four majors 34 under which is the largest score under par for any player who has not won a major in that year I'd say he'll love to hear that stat we should tweet him that from your Imagine. account Will. I, I think yeah. I think it's only a matter of time before Justin gets his hand on okay. another major question for you did you enjoy this major I did um, mainly because the wife was out on Saturday. Uh, no, I I did. I, I I found the four days very enjoyable. I love the course. Um, I have to say that I I I, I did. Um, probably because I didn't get to watch a huge amount of the U.S. Open because we were at the mm. the the, the car and pro am. Uh, I loved it. I did like it. I I thought the course looks beautiful. I thought the coverage was great. It just goes to show again why Sky just do best I coverage. The coverage was pretty poor, but that's because they're getting a lot of the feed from the states. And yeah, they make I, I also I, I also don't understand why they don't use uh, shot tracer much more often. Like oh. it, it, it came and went at times. Over as a tournament, I loved it. Yeah. I'm delighted for Jason Day. I uh, I think that, and I'm gonna sound like the commentators. I do genuinely think that there's a new era of golf starving. Will. Um, I'm up. looking forward to Rating it. out of 10, actually, that's not a bad idea. James, probably sounds like about an 8. eight yeah, an 8. Like, it, it's not going to... It's I wouldn't sit back and, you know, watch it all again, but uh, but certainly out of all of the four majors, it, it was my favourite over mm. the course of, of this season. I uh, am a... You know, I don't know. I, again, it's this minus 20 under thing. 
I think the majors should make the professionals look like amateurs. Um, so the likes of Chambers Bay for me was like obviously up there um, in being amazing. Augusta's always up there normally when the greens are, you know, ridiculously fast. You know, mm. and everything's cut really tight. A ranking, I thought, I thought it was very enjoyable because all the best golfers were there. You know, there was, you know, I really enjoyed that. Enjoyed Jason Day winning um, and I would say I'll give it a six. You, you just want people to cry and obviously Jason Day yeah. wasn't was, enough for you. The, the three of the majors this year have been really low scoring. Just Chambers Bay that wasn't. The, the other three have been... And the US Open has a tendency to try and not be low scoring. Yeah, but anyway, it's amazing so. that the three... You know, it, well, the, the, the British Open, the Open Championship can be anything depending on yeah. the weather. So And this one a little bit as well. I enjoyed it. I thought it was the competition was very good. There was plenty of excitement. There was plenty of drama. I loved the course. Um, I can see how it could it could play firmer and faster and a little bit linksy like um I think overall I'll give it a actually gonna give it like an eight eight and a half more because I had a little extra enjoyment I forgot I went onto my poker stars account they now have a sports book so I was using my poker money to put a couple of bets on I put all my bets on with one bookmaker. So I'd forgotten about the bets I put on with the Poker Stars account. Went to log in the other night and found an extra two hundred twenty dollars in my account. I was like, "How did that get there?" So I went in and found out that I put a bet on Jason Day to win. So the whole way along watching, you didn't there's, even realize. there's me supporting Kepka and Grace and forgot that I had a bet on Day to win. Well, nice. there you go, kids. Don't have so much money like Barry that you uh, no, forget how just, much you, uh, you bet. Um, well, there wasn't <laughs> no so just. The dip, the dip, because I bet in the in accounts that I'd never bet with before, I just forgot. Two two main things. Hilarious. One, one uh, this is the last major with the yeah. anchored putters. Um, mm-hmm. That would be the end of that, so we won't see that ever again. And uh, whatever club that uh, Jason uh, Jason Day uh, John Daly threw into the water, where you were going to say it earlier, so on tell for oh, people who missed this. Ah, yeah, the John Daly got to the twelfth by the lake. Fired three into the three balls in a row into the lake um, from the tee, and then did his best uh, kind of golf club helicopter as he, you know impression as he hurled the club into the water, uh, which was picked up very you know not too long afterwards by a kid in a boat. Yeah, Got obviously it's fairly to... shallow water. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how we got it. Okay, look, that's that is the uh, the, the the PGA um, the last major of of twenty fifteen. And uh, congratulations to Jason Day on uh, what I think we can all agree was an outstanding performance. Uh, anybody who shoots those kind of numbers deserves to win the uh, the tournament. This week's uh, competitions, back to the real world, I suppose, and the LPGA is at the Canada Pacific Women's Open in Vancouver Golf Club, 6,656-yard, par 72. Um, this is probably interestingly insofar as that it's a Solham Cup qualifi- qualification which is uh, just around the corner. It's taking place in Germany in uh, September, I think the 18th to the 20th of September. And this, uh, just for people who may not realise, that's basically the Ryder Cup for the women. Yeah. And uh, I suppose that's... It's a good watch. It is a good watch. watch. And uh, it it took place here in Ireland. And and I was lucky enough to go down to it for a few days. But it is actually a a very interesting tournament. um, But that's going to be in September. Uh, before that the Canadian Pacific so we'll keep an eye and see who comes out of that the European Tour is the Maiden Denmark um, which is uh, in the Himmerland Golf and Spa Resort Mark Warren defends 7,033 yard par 71 
Uh, Barry, you have had a quick look and uh, just quickly tell the... Do you remember uh, this from last year? This has got the 16th as a part three. It's this massive kind of dune behind the green and creates this natural amphitheatre. And they get the fans stacked up on the hill and there's this massive no- big one, wall big of noise. 80,000 or something. Like that, they had 80,000 yeah. fans attending last year, but they can fit a few thousand just around this green. So the noise that comes out of it is just fantastic. Great atmosphere. Uh, it's kind of a linksy like there is a really linksy looking course. Uh, Mark Warren shot um, shot some great golf last year, including one round in like heavy, heavy winds. Best just, round of golf ever yeah, seen in that. In that it kind of was sent, it was sixty six. I think he shot or something. It was unbelievable. And like, he's, uh, he's howling winds. So a um, Mark Warren he's is defending, is defending, and he's ten to one uh, favorite. Um, it's uh, it's not particularly the strongest field that's gone to a European event. Uh, which I suppose isn't surprising with the, 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 the fact that few of the big names are trying to make it into the FedEx as well and, yeah. and they're going to keep probably over on the state side. But you got Thomas Bjorn, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Peter Hansen, Peter Uline, uh, Paul Laurie, Robert Carlson, uh, Nicholas Coldstart. You know, there's there's a few decent names in it, but uh, my attention is going to be on the Winderham, uh, Winderham? Uh, Championship. We're which... calling it Winderham from now on. Well, yeah. look, whatever you want to call it's it yourself. Wyndham Championship. Wyndham yeah. uh, Championship. get it from your mistake. Um, <laughs> and uh, I suppose the big story this week, and we didn't talk, talk about him, but Tiger is, uh, this is really, this is Major's last chance for yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, he needs to finish in the top two, I think, to get into the... I think he has to win it. Oh, does he now? He okay. has to win it. Um, to what? Get into the FedEx? To get, to get in yeah, the week, next yeah. week, yeah. The Barclays. He's, he's 50 to 1 at the moment. Um, you know, it's... It, it's look there's the big names there Brand Snedeker Matsyama Adam Scott Brendan Grace Webb Simpson Martin Keimer Justin Thomas Bill Haas Billy Horschel Paul Casey you know guys did who you, did you forget Brooks Kepka who's oh no sorry tournament favourite sorry 14 yeah, he, to uh, one. he uh, 14 to 1 sorry my, my uh, iPad hadn't got did you ever think you'd high. see Brooks Kepka ahead of Adam Scott in the betting for a tournament I do and yeah, Adam Scott is. is not playing as well as uh, Brooks is but uh Anybody having a punt on this, uh, Barry? Did you look at the course? Uh, I did my betting thing with um, that new Steve Bamford thing that I got let into. Oh yeah, the Facebook group. I let you into that group. Uh, you approved me. Yeah. Yes. So I have. Sorry, my three Steve. Picks. Don't, yeah, don't kick me out. I have my three picks for the Denmark thing, and yeah. they are, and I didn't even realize they're the three top favorites: uh, Bjorn, Fitzpatrick, and um, who was the top one? Well, it was the first three names that you mentioned, Warren. Warren. Mm. Mark Warren, Thomas Bjorn, Matthew Fitzpatrick. I didn't even realize that they were the top, well, potentially the top three. Wyndham, then I've gone for Billy Horschel, Branch Nedeker, and. Um, uh, While you go, ugh, there. Uh, I have a bet on George Cortez, the killer, Kutze, or Kutze, uh this week, and Justin Thomas, and a little cheeky one on Ryan Moore as well. So th- this is. This is this is some golf course like was uh, Hammer, right Sam Snead won this tournament eight times right um, and finished runner up three times over a period of 28 years playing this tournament so his first win was in 1938 and his last win was in 1965 that's phenomenal guy uh, this this is setting up to be a serious birdie fest this week uh hit the greens in regulation give yourself hit the right part of the greens give yourself lots of putts um Greens and regulation guys apparently go quite well here. Do a little bit of sneaking around on the golf betting system website. So they don't have any of my picks, but 
who said, you know, who knows? We'll find out come Sunday, I guess. Right? Absolutely. Looking for a good shootout, lots of birdies, and so, probably so many updates and green and red squares about yeah, who's inside time, and outside yeah. the bubble for the FedEx Cup. But so that's what makes it exciting is that it's not only a competition about the winning, it's the competition yeah. about the losing. And this is what I always, <laughs> but this is what I always like about this winning yeah. championship is that they, they, this is where they actually give more televised action to the people who aren't at the top. Yeah, because it's the, very important about who's on the cut line. Well, the top, who's on the top 125. Yeah, the top 125 get to qualify next yeah. week to play in the Barclays. Um, you know, I think you're right. It, it, all of a sudden you're looking at guys down the, the down the line that maybe haven't had as much TV Exposure, coverage yeah. and uh, you know, uh, and and we've talked about in the past that the coverage from the US pick a few stories and they like to stick and, you know, kind of kick oh, those stories to death. Like and, Brandon uh, Grace didn't feature for a hell of a long time until he was, a, even when he was one shot behind the lead, they weren't showing on TV. And I was having to ask Bobby, what's Brandon Grace doing? And Bobby was sending messages into Viber because he was getting coverage over there. But Scott, <laughs> I think Sky were picking that they weren't showing Grace. It was just, it was so, so weird. Eventually they started showing him. Um, but they, they do tend to do that. They pick their storylines. They stick with it for the night. I I I think it's probably safe to say the first two days are going to be nothing but Tiger. Um, yeah, because yeah, this is yeah. really the big story. Actually, while and, we talk uh, of picking and choosing players, I it read today Jordan Spieth. I think it was ninety one or ninety three percent of his shots in the majors this year were shown. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, so I'm not overly surprised. Like, uh, he I, is number one player in the world after ninety three weeks. Uh, Rory is. Mm. Uh, handed it over to him uh, well at least until the Barclays yeah um, I have to say uh, we, we talked and um, I think Bobby kind of has a certain view on this you know these this kind of personal back slapping that all the players you know lots of tweets going on you know from Rory to Jordan Speed this week congratulations man you know well done you know like no, fuck off you've, you've taken my world number one I don't care. I want, I want it back you know it's like you know you don't have to always send it like whether they're sending it or the PR company are sending them, but yeah. like you just kind of if it's not Bose, it's it's sending tweets congratulating other players. Like no, you want to win, you know, be competitive, be pissed off that you've lost your world number but one. But do you spot. not think that there may be potential for him to be kind of going, oh well done, like I was off my feet for eight freaking weeks yeah. and you barely got it back it, before you barely got to number one before I actually came back it can say, it could come across a little bitter yeah, I'm looking at every side of this yeah, I'm coming across as the, the devil's advocate here because the world rankings you lose if you haven't been playing you lose so yeah. there I, but at a point are you, are you think, everything are you think of the Rory to be saying like watch out I'm coming to get you or something like that I, I just I, I look you know we've seen it in so many, like, I think like, he's going to win the FedEx by a the, mile. The lads were walking along, and you know Big they're time. chatting and they're back patting each other, you know, and and there was there's times that during the, the the four days, and I I share Bobby's personal view on this, you know, there was there was guys who were in the group together and they were fist pumping each other when they had uh, you know had you know made a made a putt. Like, sorry, no, you're you're against that guy. Like, I just don't I just don't get it. I have mm. like I understand that you know. It, I think they're trying to project and they want this image but like for 18 holes you don't have to be seen walking down the the fairway you know chatting away you know like there was a few there was a few high fives where one i think it was i'm sorry i have to interrupt you there right and the reason being is that as far as i'm concerned there is no difference between what someone in the professional ranks does on on a friday or a thursday in a big competition than what i do on a saturday out in my own golf club playing in the medal or the captain's prize. 
I've played in medals with you. I've played in captain's... Pro- well, I've played in competitive rounds of golf with you. And when you've got a putt, I've fist-pumped you or I've high-fived to a lot of the players that I play with. I'm always very kind of going, come on, that's great. And I will always do it to the people that I play golf with. I would be wary of interpreting the the friendly nature of their banter and the fist pumping with uh, saying it's a lack of comp- fierce competitive nature internally. These guys want to absolutely kill each other and strangle each other and beat the living shit out of each other. It has to be the way it is. Otherwise, they can't win tournaments. You, you have to have that killer nature. And they do. But it's just the nature of media these days that they do have to appear that kind of hot, you know, pally wally. Now, look, I think there's great sportsmanship in it. Jordan Speech. Do you genuinely is, think that? Do you not think that, what, what, that they have to be pally wally or do just, think, they're I just think, genuinely that way? Like? I think that in a lot of scenarios, you've got, you've got people that are just out there to, they enjoy what they do. They can't understand that they're getting paid so much money to do something that they love. They're out there, they're playing with people that they actually enjoy spending time with in the majority of cases. Obviously, people have better people that they're friends with mm. in other scenarios. Um, you've got people going out there who play Ryder Cup together who have been very, very close with each other. They're obviously going to be friends. I think some of it's a little bit forced at times. It feels a little Maybe bit... Maybe the McElroy speed thing is a little bit forced because they don't know each other all that well. There's obviously a fierce competitors, but do you not think that there's also a massive kind of like, well, okay, we both know we have the games to play. Like, we're both the best in the world. So let's just go out and have some fun and show the rest of the world that we are the best mm. in the world. I like I liked, I liked Speed's kind of nature. He's, he's, you can see he's hyper-competitive inside. I thought the one thing that was really cool, you know, Jason Day lagged up that 60-footer to, like, almost nothing. And you could see, all you could see in across the front of the camera wasn't Jordan Speed's body. It was just a thumbs-up to Jason Day saying, like, good shot. And I thought that kind of sums up his kind of attitude. He's just like... You know, respect. He wasn't going to win well at that stage. No, no, but it was, <laughs> it, was, it was a cool kind of little show of sportsmanship and, you know, an intense competition. I was like, you know, that's a really cool like thing this, to see. The likes of Phil Mickelson has been doing this for years. You think back to mm-hmm. Medina when he was playing against Justin Rose. He couldn't believe, he was actually dumbfounded that Justin Rose was doing this. And, like, you'd see it in his face going, what am I up against? And yet, he was constantly turning around going, good put, good stuff, you know, that kind of way. Complete I, respect for yeah. better golf. I, I think... There is a a PR aspect to it, and I think that where the the money that's in the game is just so big right now, and the corporate responsibility that is there on these guys' shoulders, I think there is an element that, while it might be genuine, I think it's 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 there for a reason. I think that ultimately, we had an era where Tiger just, and I heard the word bully over the weekend about Tiger's era. That he just bullied everybody. He he didn't talk to people. He just he walked onto a golf course like he owned it, and he bullied people into submission for tournaments. And I think that a lot of people are looking back now at that, going, Do you know what? It not wasn't necessarily the greatest atmosphere that that the the, the sport had. We had a a domination of a player, but it was done in the wrong way. And there's a lot of kids watching it, and I think there's a lot of more corporate responsibility of a mm. bit more kind of guys it's a bit of fun guys are watching you know like you know they talk about the spitting for instance you know we wouldn't have heard about that 10 years ago you know you know Nobody's, there's a lot more comments about things there's like no that. player allowed to be the bad guy out there as a pure image kind of style like i'll tell you who must be absolutely delighted and that is titleist and nike because they have 
the top two in the world. They're both using their own, you know, the equipment, and they're going to go hammer and tong for the two corporate sponsors. Mm. Um, and it, Jordan's Speed, four big events coming and, up. And now. I'd say the uh, the lads at uh, Under Armour are delighted that Jordan Speed signed a very long contract. I think it's to twenty twenty five. Yeah. And uh, last week he uh, he had patented his uh, new symbol, which is two J's upside down which makes it look like an S in the middle and he's coming out with a clo- uh, clothing line next year with Under Armour. Passion so. in the big books. Clearly it yeah. is. Uh, well, look, we have gone way, way over time uh, this week, but I, I think we had a lot to, to discuss. Um, Will, thank you very much. Barry, thank Thanks, you. James. Congratulations to Jason Day. Anybody who wants to get in contact with us at Podcast GTS, uh, a good talk spoiled at gmail.com. Next week, we will have a shorter version of this podcast. Um, but thank you for listening. Get onto the iTunes if you can. Give us a rating. Tell your friends about us. And until next week, enjoy your golf if you're playing. If you're watching it, enjoy it. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Well, goodbye. Bye-bye.